You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with the heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. As we begin our reflection this day, I will offer a word of prayer, but also a a brief word of uh, introduction for posterity. I'm, I'm not sure how the recording will work, but this is the this is the first sermon um, since we have uh, suspended the larger gatherings uh, due to the uh, coronavirus. Um, and so uh, as we have that in mind today, uh, let us pray. Our most gracious and ever-living God, I give you thanks um, that you enable us to gather um, in, in this way via live stream at this time. And that despite the fact that we are at least uh, physically apart from one another at this time, we give you thanks that in the gift of Jesus, your son, we are knit together as your body through the power and the presence of your spirit. We are connected to you and one to another. And as we open your word at this time, be in the midst of us wherever we are. And I pray that your living word would go forth with words of comfort and words uh, of truth, uh, words of power and words of heart, words of hope, and that it would indeed take root in our hearts and in our lives. And this I ask and offer in the name of your Son, who is Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, as thinking about the, the current climate uh, of our time, uh, I had a little difficulty choosing uh, a biblical passage, and, and the reason I say that is the topics of Fear and anxiety and uncertainty are, are addressed throughout the entirety uh, of the scripture. But I'm uh, going to begin, there, there are two passages that I want to draw from today. But I'm going to begin with the 29th chapter uh, from Jeremiah the prophet. And in this portion which I will read for us now, Jeremiah has sent a letter um, to the Israelites, to the people during their time of exile in Babylon. And I think that that theme of exile is one which may feel similar to us uh, at this time, a a time of um, uncertainty, a time of being um, out of sorts, a time of uncertainty about how to live uh, in the present age and how to look toward the future. And Jeremiah uh, writes these words to the people. These are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders of the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jeconiah and the queen mother, the eunuchs, the officials of Judah and Jerusalem, the craftsmen and the metal workers had departed from Jerusalem. The letter was sent by the hand of Elisah, the son of Shaphan, and Gemariah, the son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent to Babylon, to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. It said, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat their produce, Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile 
and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are among you deceive you, and do not listen to the dreams that they dream, for it is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, declares the Lord. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you, and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A word of, a word of context to what Jeremiah is addressing here is as you gather from the beginning of this portion that I read, the, the people have been taken into exile and as was often the practice um, during that time, during biblical times, not only would they come in and desire to conquer a city and its people, but then they would um, take away with them into exile, take away um, from their ranks those people um, that they needed to attempt to further um, decimate a people. Uh, and this is the time in which Israel finds themselves. It's a time of defeat, uh, and it's a time of exile. And as you might imagine, uh, that defeat and that exile led to those feelings of um, uncertainty about the present and uncertainty about the future. And I think it's a word which is in some ways resonant to us at any time because to live in this life despite uh, its many blessings, despite the grounding that we have to some degree, um, this side of heaven we live in exile. Um, things are, um, things are uh, imperfect. Uh, things are not um, as they should be. But one of the things that Jeremiah is addressing here uh, are words uh, of false prophecy which are going forth to the people. There were false prophets at the time that were telling the people, uh, the, time, the time will be short. Uh, don't worry about it. The time will be short. We're, we'll be back any day now, in essence, uh, is what they were telling the people. Um, and, and Jeremiah sought to counter the false prophecy and thought to counter on the false teaching. You may not find this incredibly hopeful that he says 70 years. Um, I, I feel pretty certain that this is not going to be 70 years, the time uh, in which we find ourselves. But, but Jeremiah speaks words to the people uh, which are surprising to them, but words um, which speak um, to you and to me as well. And the words that he gives to them are, are words uh, of hope and assurance because one of the things that is conveyed to the people is that though they find themselves in this time of uh, real anxiety and real concern and real uncertainty, that they're not forgotten by God. They are not um, forgotten by God. They're not uh, no longer loved by God. God continues to have um, a plan for his people. He will not um, forsake his people. And in the meantime, which is the time, of course, in which we live in any time, he gives to them um, these practical words, build houses and live in them, plant gardens uh, and eat their produce, take wives uh, and sons uh, and daughters. 
do not decrease uh, but multiply. And then he says these words which surely would have been shocking um, for the people of Israel in exile in Babylon. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord um, on its behalf for in its welfare um, you will find your welfare. In the midst of uncertainty, uh, he invites them to go about uh, to go about their lives with a sense of God's presence, with a sense of a hope that cannot be taken away from them, but also it's that encouragement um, to pray and to seek the welfare um, of the people around them. And certainly for you and for me um, at this time, there is the right um, caution and concern which we have, but inevitably in times of crisis, there's always opportunity for you and for me. Uh, there is always opportunity because first and foremost, it reminds us again what is always true, which is our need for God and our dependence um, upon God. But one of the things that, that's interesting about the time in which we find ourselves, it also reminds us um, that we are connected to one another, uh, that what um, affects you um, affects me. What affects me um, affects you. The, uh, the, the wonderful way in which, uh, yes, of course, it does to some degree draw us to concern for ourselves, but it invites us also to be concerned for others. Uh, and there's the invitation to pray um, for the welfare um, of others. There's the uh, encouragement to seek ways in which we might um, show our concern for one another and the ways in which we might um, help one another because surely there are very real concerns at this time for people, uh, for you and for me, not simply, of course, um, health, uh, health and well-being, but of course, um, those who are affected um, and those who will be hungry, um, those who are worried about where their uh, income will come from um, during these times. There's the opportunity for you and for me um, to pray for the well-being of others, but also to look for ways in which we might um, share with one another and ways in which we might um, help one another. There's the gift to be reminded that we are connected um, to one another uh, and the invitation um, to not simply be mindful of that, but to seek ways in which uh, we might benefit uh, and care for one another. Often, uh, the later portion that I read from you is one um, which people know, the, the, the promise of God to give them um, a hope uh, and to give them a future. But we see um, the reality um, is that uh, this world, um, while we do as Christians have a very deep and a very real hope which cannot be taken away from you and from me, it's not, it also at the same time uh, does not mean the absence of trouble. Uh, the absence uh, of challenges, the absence um, of hardships. And in many ways, it is in those times in which God is um, shaping us, uh, in which God is refining us, in which God is both working on us uh, and working before us at this time. But the word uh, of promise and encouragement is given to the people um, that they, not only are they not um, forgotten um, by God, not only are they not forgotten by God, um, but that God's thoughts um, are directed toward them, that God's love and that God's concern uh, is directed um, toward them. God's love and God's concern is directed um, toward you um, and toward me. Uh, I, I share with you a story now. It's one that um, has had a, a tremendous uh, impact upon me. It's one that a, a friend of mine uh, shared with me some years ago, a, a, an event which happened uh, in his life. And it's something that I, I continue to draw upon because I believe it, it wonderfully reveals the nature and the character of God and it also addresses 
um, yours and my character as well, because one of the follies that's repeatedly revealed to you and to me, and it's, and it's a great and wonderful thing to have plans, uh, but one of the things, of course, um, that in times such as this is revealed to us is that we don't know the future. Uh, and not only do we not um, know the future, but we don't um, control the future either. And the, the story I share with you had to do with a friend of mine that he and his family um, had to move away um, from their home, uh, and they moved to another state, and in the process, uh, they were having difficulty in, in selling their home, and eventually, thankfully, last minute, they were able um, to rent their home, uh, and it didn't leave them in the best place um, financially or otherwise, but at least it was covered to some degree for the moment, and they moved away, and my friend called me one day, and he was recounting what happened, and he had received a call from the people who were renting his home, and um, the word was that the home had termites. Uh, and he said that when he received that word, he did, um, he did. Uh, I confess what I would do as well. He said, you know, Craig, he said, uh, uh, you know, as a Christian, of course, the first thing I did was panic. Um, he's like, I'm not, I'm not proud of this, but the first thing I did was, he said, I, I, I panicked and I began um, to swirl. Uh, and he said, you know, what, what was I going to do in the situation? He didn't have the money um, to a to fix um, the home. He said, Craig, I, I don't have the money um, to fix this. And he said, you know, no one's going to give me a loan. And even if they gave me a loan, um, I couldn't repay the loan, which is why they wouldn't give me the loan uh, in the first place. And he said he began to swirl, and not only um, just the, the panic uh, and the fear and, and the very genuine concern about he and his family going forward, uh, but he said not only that, but he said, I just, I began to beat myself up because how could I let myself get into this situation? I should have had a plan. Uh, I should have had um, answers. I should have had some contingency and, and I had none of those things. And as he recounted this story to me, he said, uh, he said I, I know this is going to sound cliche. Uh, he said, but after the initial panic, um, after the uh, initial um, swirling, after the initial anxiety uh, and despair because of the uncertainty about the present and the future, he said, Craig, I, I began to pray. And he, he said, as I began to pray, uh, I felt a sense of peace. And he says, I know that, he said, I know that sounds cliche, but it's true, and it is true. He said, I began to pray, and as I began to pray, I began to have um, a sense of peace. And then he went on and he told me this. He said, it was as if I heard um, God saying to me and calling me by name, uh, Peter, I've always loved you. I've always loved you, and I always will love you. Peter, I've always um, been with you, and I always uh, will be with you. And then this is the part that I found um, most interesting and most applicable um, to our life and relationship with God. That first, those words of encouragement, uh, those words of affirmation, those words of certainty. I, I, I know you and I've always known you. Uh, I love you and I always will love you. Uh, I am with you and I always will be with you. And then he said what he, what he heard God saying to him next was, um, I'll give you the next step. I will give you um, the next step. Now wait for it. Um, the profound next step which God gave him was to call the bank. I know that doesn't sound particularly um, earth-shaking, uh, but it was a word uh, of practical um, guidance in the moment. I will, I will give you um, the next step. And as he uh, went on to share more, it was one of those things that it, it, 
it took a while. Uh, and yet, um, there was a resolution. Yet God was there graciously with him um, and going before him uh, as a shepherd. And I, and I share that with you because he is like you and me. I, I know for me, I, I, I wanna know how it's all going to end. Uh, is it going to be um, okay? How, what about this situation, God? What about um, this um, particular concern? Can you answer um, this? The, the desire to have um, all of the final answers, to have the final chapter um, there in full. But one of the things that God makes known to us, which is an incredible word of good news to and to me, is uh, his care for us is as a shepherd. And he describes himself not just as any shepherd, um, but as a good shepherd. But that word that God is a shepherd to you and to me means that he is with us uh, and it means that he goes before us and it means that he um, leads us uh, and that he will not forsake us. Uh, I share with you from the 10th chapter of John's gospel at this time. And if you remember, this is uh, the portion of John's gospel where Jesus is describing what his character is like and, and therefore what the character of God the Father is like because he says repeatedly throughout the gospel that I and the Father are one. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you know me, you know the Father. If you're in me, um, you are in the Father as well. And in the seventh chapter of the 10th chapter of John's gospel, Jesus speaking to the people says, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep all who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep he who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and mine own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep." There are indeed uh, very real concerns um, at this time and, and, and we uh, and I in no way uh, make light of them. And I hope that as I um, preach uh, this day, as we reflect uh, this day uh, on the word of God given to you and to me, I, I hope that I communicate clearly and unmistakably um, that, that the concerns are real uh, and they are serious. Uh, and along with that, um, the encouragement given um, to you and to me to recognize that yes, um, there are hardships and challenges that come our way, but our ultimate reality uh, in Jesus Christ is one um, of security. Jeremiah spoke to the people and he said, uh, you're going through a time which is particularly challenging and particularly uncertain and particularly fearful, um, but you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten uh, and God will um, respond. God will respond uh, in God's time. You are not forgotten, you are not unloved, uh, and God will respond. And the encouragement given to the people um, to pray for the welfare and the well-being of one another uh, and to serve and to care for one another. And that same word is held out to you and to me at this time. But, but Jeremiah spoke uh, in a way which was prophetic. 
in a way which pointed uh, to a greater fulfillment which was to come. Uh, and we live in light of that fulfillment. We live in light of Jesus Christ, who says, I'm a good shepherd. When, when trouble comes, I'm not a hired hand and I don't leave. When trouble comes, I, I steer um, towards you. And, and as a good shepherd, I am both with you and going um, before you. I've laid down my life for you. No one takes it from me, Jesus says. I lay it down of my own accord. I've laid down my life for you, and I have taken it up again. The reality for you and for me is that we are people for whom Jesus has laid down his life for us and taken it up again. And he promises to be our shepherd, the one who loves us and knows us, the one who is with us and who is going before us, the one um, who will never forsake us. Uh, and I pick up, uh, as Jesus promises, uh, these words um, to his sheep. And this is in John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. Um, I um, and the Father are one. What I pray for you and for me is that as we live in these times of uncertainty uh, and uh, an honest concern, uh, that we might heed um, the words um, to pray for the well-being of one another and also look for ways in which we might also concretely care for one another. And that as I shared that story with you regarding my friend, there is much about the future we don't know and we're experiencing that at this time. Day by day, we're, we're not sure what tomorrow looks like. And so there is much which is unknown, but what I would love to lift up to you and to me is this. Um, at the same time, we are given the end of the story. And the end of the story is one of certainty. Uh, the end of the story is one of redemption. The end of the story is one of absolute security because Jesus is the good shepherd. Uh, who has uh, demonstrated God's thoughts which are directed towards us and, and who has concretely come that he might gather us and that we might have a security in him which absolutely nothing in the world can take away from us and that at the end of the day, no one uh, and nothing can snatch us from his hand and his care because he has for you and for me laid down his life and he has taken it up again. And as we hear that this day, let us pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would indeed, as our good shepherd, be with us and go before us. Draw our hearts um, to you and to one another, uh, our, our prayers uh, and our actions to care for um, one another. And ultimately, place before us today the certainty of Jesus, your son, our good shepherd, that we might know that in his cross and his resurrection that he has willingly laid down his life for us, that we have the assurance that no one and nothing can snatch us from your hand, and that operating from that security, that certainty, that hope, uh, we may with uh, faith and love uh, and grace and certainty uh, approach the days before us. And all this we ask and offer in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.